Welcome to 31 Days of Worldview Wisdom, a Disciple Nations Alliance podcast with Arturo Cuba. Arturo is among the earliest and most influential trainers of the Disciple Nations Alliance. In this audio series, he shares his highly practical teachings and examples of transformation. In this 20th episode, he talks about work and why it is a blessing and not a curse. What is the meaning of work? Well, if you grow up in Latin America, you are going to find that we are a poor country. In Bolivia, we are a poor country. Work is a very important part of life, but in some cultures, work can be considered a blessing or can be considered a curse. A necessary thing that you do to get an income, but you don't really like it. You don't really want it. Well, if you go to the South, you're going to find this more uh, illustrative. Why is this this way? Because we, in Latin America, we come from a Catholic Spanish culture. They came and we became colonies of the, the Catholic Spanish. And they brought uh, some values. In this Catholic tradition, they explain work as the consequence of man's disobedience. When I was a kid, I, I went to a Catholic school and I remember one of those teachers explaining this. And have you noticed that in the Catholic heaven, everything is immaterial? Cloud with your pajamas on and golden harp. Have you noticed that? It might be a cartoon image, but it's, it's kind of real. In the Catholic idea, to them, heaven is immaterial. And everybody's happy, you know why? Because there is no work to do. So it's a paradise. <laughs> and it's very suggestive. You will probably fall into that idea. So the consequence to think about that is to explain how God did things at the beginning. So at the beginning, God created man and created a paradise. And you know why it's a paradise? Because man didn't need to work. He had eternal life, he was happy, and he didn't need to work. Well, they didn't tell you much more because a life without work is nonsense. But we believe that. I remember when, I, when we were children and we were being explained this, we said, oh, what a pity, man. Why this, this guy, Adam, had to eat that tree, to eat that fruit? We would be happy not working now. So in our worldview, work is a curse. And it's amazing how powerful is that because it controls even your psychology. And people who grow up in, in a culture like that, subconsciously is always trying to avoid it. So it's very difficult. We in Latin America can hear stories like, uh, for instance, uh, a communist or socialist that you are being exploited. As a worker, your boss is a man who takes all the money and you are working and working hard and he's exploiting you. And we say, oh yeah, I got it. Yes, I don't like it. And we tend to develop a culture where working and working relations kind of evil. I remember when I was a kid, I was watching a TV show and an American person said this, I love my job. It's probably common here, right? To hear someone that says, I love my job. I never heard that phrase. And I said, what did he say? That he loves his, come on. I mean, 
It was nonsense. What is he saying? I, I mean, everybody comes into a work, and next thing he's trying to do something, to look like someone who's working hard, but he's not, only because they are watching him. So when my boss is walking around, I'm even I sweat immediately. Then he leaves, and I was, yeah, I'm just talking and talking. That's very common. Everybody is making a boycott. So all the business people are just crazy because they don't get the production they, they should. All the products are bad products. Production is very low. But the Bible says, he talks to slaves and says, obey your masters with a good heart. Don't work just because they see you, do it with honesty, with integrity, because you are serving Jesus. I mean, that struck me very much, because what the Bible is saying is that my boss is Jesus. As a believer, someone must be in charge, but I don't care. My boss is Jesus. In everything I do, how would you like to do things for him? If, if your boss tells you, clean this room, how would you do it? If it were Jesus who tells you, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Clean this floor. How would you do it? You would do it great, right? But that's exactly what the Bible is saying. Do it that way because that's real. Look, when God created universe, he created man. We don't read the Bible with that consistency. But the first thing he did, he went and he planted a garden, a place to work. And God brought man and said, look, Take this garden, take care of it, and I want you to take dominion over nature. He put man to work. But think about this. How was the first man? How was Adam? Adam was not like us. He was different. He didn't have a mom. <laughs> That's what we say in my country, no? I'm, I'm kind of lost. I'm, I'm like Adam in Mother's Day. That's a say we have in my country. Well... You know, Adam, he didn't have a mom. <laughs> he, he had a father. God was his father. But think about this. When God created man, it was not a cold relationship. Man was in love of God. Like his creation, if you read the Bible, you read that creation is in love with God. He's his creator. The thing creation wants more is to be with his, with his God. Uh, the Bible says that mountains jump and they clap. And, and it's not an exaggeration. It's just that we don't see it. But truth is that when God created man, he was in love with God. And probably the conversation was, what do you want me to do? Tell me, I'll do it. Well, I'd like you to plant some potatoes and one day eat French fry. Oh, that's a great idea, I'll do it. And while he was planting potatoes, he was thinking about God is going to taste the best potatoes that he will ever... Because man was working as unto the Lord. It was for him. Think about that. He didn't go to church. He didn't read the Bible. There was no Bible. His first religion was to work and to produce something for him, thinking about him. And let me tell you a story. I met a missionary. He was a German guy. He looked very much like Einstein, his hair and everything was very nice guy. And I told him, how did you become a Christian? And he said, I was a very, very little kid. And in the church, they gave us this little Bible, and I, and I began to read it. 
And I don't know how I read about Jesus and I fell in love with him. God touched my heart with Jesus and I read it and I was so impressed by him that I was thinking all day about him. And at the end of the book, it said, if you want to give your life to Jesus, make this prayer. And I did the prayer. And you know what? I met Jesus, nine years old, by myself. And I said, really? Yeah, really. I became a believer by myself, nine years old. I can't believe it. And he told me, one of those days, I was praying in, in my room, and I heard God's voice. I was nine years old. And I said, and what did he say? Well, the thing is this way. I was praying and I felt in my heart that the Lord was calling me, asking me to do something for him. It was like a need that I had. Then I said, Lord, what do you want me to do for you? Tell me whatever, I'll do it. And God talked to me. And what did he say? Clean your room. (laughs) Really? Sometimes we think that the Lord is going to tell you, go to China and do this. And no, no, it was just clean your room. And he said, next day, okay. He woke up very early and he took all his bad things and took them to the laundry, cleaning here, cleaning there, all the shoes off, the vacuum cleaner here, there. And my parents, they were just crazy. Their eyes were like... Fry eggs, watching everything I was doing, cleaning the window and all that, because I wanted God to be happy. That's what he told me. And I finished everything, and I was anxious because there was my time of praying. So I went to pray, and I said, Lord, that's my room. It's for you. And you know what happened? There was a kind of joy that came to me, and I was the happiest kid in the world. And that's what the Bible says. The joy of the Lord is my strength. But think about this. The joy of God in a form that you don't understand comes to you to show you that he's pleased with you. Can you believe that? That's true. That's biblical. So when God created Adam and gave him a job, that was the idea. That was the first religion. How can I please you, Lord? Plan this. How can I please you, Lord? Think about that. Creation works that way. It's not that God said, I'd like to create something. I don't know. Let's make some trees. Yeah, that's nice. Let's make a man. Oh, that's nice. And months later, this guy is so lazy. What can I do with him? It doesn't work that way. He created him in order to be pleased by what he does. And that was work for God. Working for God was the first religion. Man didn't work because he needed an income. He didn't work because he needed to sell things. The only reason why he worked was to please God. And you know what? God is still waiting. If you go and ask him, Lord, is that still what you said? He won't tell you, that's right, I forgot it. No, yeah, forget it, everything has changed. He won't say that. So when you go to work, you still have God's calling to please him. So being fruitful is much more meaningful. So I will study for God's glory. I will finish for God's glory. I will become a great person doing great things, and I will do 
everything for God's glory. And I will be pleased doing that. That's Christianity. It's not going to church and doing things in church. Yeah, that's fine. Do it if you like to do that. It's your option. <laughs> but if you go to work, do it that way because that's biblical. Read it in the Genesis. It's right there. The only thing you need is to, to think how things work in that moment. So redemption means that I have a new relationship with the Lord. But it's not just a subjective thing. It's made out of real things. So God, are you pleased with my studies? Are you pleased with my work? Pleasing God is our business. You won't find a better place than in your work. But Satan had a better idea. He convinced nations. You know what? Working is a bad thing. You should be in Las Bahamas. You should be in a place like that, resting on the sand, taking a sand bath. That's the best thing, with a margarita or something like that. This, this idea of laziness, of, I want to get a lot of money. Why? Because I don't want to work. I just want to enjoy. Those are evil things. It's good to enjoy. But enjoyment has to be in the context of our worship to God. And working can become one of the greatest things you can do in your life. It can become. In the kingdom of God, all things can take its real place, their own place, their own nature. So you can find very interesting testimonies of people who bring the kingdom of God to their business or to their work. And you will find incredible stories because God will never let you down. If you honor him the way he designed, you will be surprised. So when the Bible says, obey your master, because it's Jesus, the one you are serving, you will see great things if you do it. So we have to redeem that side of our lives, teach our children to do that, and at the same time, if we are helping other people to be redeemed, that's an important area that they have to take care about. Very much. Because it's wonderful when you are satisfied with your job and you have seen the hand of the Lord and you have produced something. If you go to the Bible, you will see that in the Old Testament, the Lord told all men, all men, call everybody and said, listen to me, three times a year, every man will present before me in this ceremony, none of them empty-handed. So the person who does not produce is not allowed to worship God. Look, unproductive people cannot worship God. Think about that. Unproductive people cannot worship God. Everybody has to bring the fruit of their work according to God's blessing for that year. It means a process. To get fruit means a process. So I'm a farmer. And I have to present myself with my family with all the fruits. So I will start a process. And what does that process mean? That every day I give everything to the Lord. And I want to do everything for the Lord. And with hope I plan. I take care of, of my animals. I get the, the product of the land. But everything in faith. And I go to God and I give it to Him. That can do for you much more than going every Sunday to church. Really? Right? It's true. It's true. 
Thank you for listening. Here's a question you might want to ponder. Do you see the work you do as a blessing or as a curse? Why? Thank you again for listening. In the next episode, Arturo will talk further about how work is a blessing and not a curse, and the impact of this truth.